Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. So I want us to close our eyes and I want us to pray together. Can we do that? Let's all pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this morning. We thank you because you are an almighty God and you are on the throne, oh God. We love you. We praise you. We honor you. We glorify you. We praise you, God. Be magnified in this place, almighty God. We thank you for what you're about to do, God. We thank you, Father, for breaking delay in this place, God. I thank you for shifting everything in the lives of your people people today. I thank you that families will not leave the same. I thank you that people are about to be transformed. I thank you for moving God, your hand upon them, God. I thank you, Father, that you're going to move in a mighty way today, God. Father, use these lips of clay, God. Use my mouth, use my tongue, God. Oh, Father, in every utterance, God, every word that proceedeth out of my mouth, oh God, let it be full of power, let it be full of glory, let it be full of breakthrough God I pray that it will go in like a double edged sword God it will pierce God and go into the bone marrow father changing the DNA God of man I pray that the word will not return void to me God father but it will go out as a cleansing agent it will go out like a hammer it will go out like a uh, like a double edged sword God father I pray God that you will transform your people God you will speak here today God oh holy spirit of the living God I thank you that you will speak my God I feel the power of God father you're about to shift something here you're about to do something God you're about to move a giant God father you're about to conquer some things here God you're about to give a victory God where there has been no victory God you're about to move things God that have been stagnant God that have not moved in a long time father I thank you God father I thank you father use me father do not permit me to speak anything God that does not come from you. I disconnect from the earth uh, and I connect with heaven. I connect with my father lip to lip, uh, face to face. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, God. Father, I connect with you, God. Every word, God, it's coming from you. Every word, God. Oh, Father, let them know it's not a woman up here speaking, God. Let them know, God, it is you that is speaking to them, God. Father, I pray, God. Father, I lean on you, depend on you, God. And I thank you. Oh, I feel power here. Oh, I feel glory here. Oh, I feel the healing anointing here. Yeah, I feel healing on my left hand. I feel breakthrough. I feel breakthrough. My God, I can feel breakthrough. I don't know who needs breakthrough, but I can feel breakthrough. I I don't know what has been held back in your life, but I feel breakthrough today. I don't know what the devil has done for years, but I came to tell you. ah, Today, it expires. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. What a privilege to preach your word. What an honor, God. Father, let your Holy Spirit take over here. In the name of Jesus and all of God's people. Don't sit down yet. You're going to sit in just a moment, yes? Thank you. I want us to read a couple of scriptures and then we can sit down. But I believe that today God comes to break all delay. I believe that today this is the word of God for you today. He said the fulfillment of the promises of God are now. 
No, you didn't hear me. The fulfillment of the promises of God are now. We're going to read two passages of scripture found in Genesis chapter 18 and we will run. And the word of the Lord says from verses 10 to 14 in the New Living Translation. Ready? Genesis chapter 18 verses 10 to 14. If you can read it out loud with me. And the word of the Lord says, then one of them said, I will return to you about this time next year. And your wife Sarah will have a son. Sarah was listening to this conversation from the tent. Abraham and Sarah were both very old by this time. And Sarah was long past the age of having children. So she laughed silently to herself and said, how could a worn out woman like me enjoy such pleasure? Especially when my master, my husband, is also so old. Tell your neighbor it's not too late. Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, can an old woman like me have a baby? And then you need to shout the next verse. Is anything. Is anything. Is anything. Too hard for the Lord. I will return. Look what God says. I will return about this time next year. And Sarah will have a son. And then we're going to read one more. Yes. Daniel chapter 10. Verses 12 to 13. Because I need to make a point. Daniel chapter 10 verses 12 to 13 from the New Living Translation. And then you may be seated in the house of God. And the word of the Lord says, Then he said, Do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day, (laughs) since the first day, you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven I have come in answer to your prayer but for 21 days the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way then Michael one of the archangels came to help me and I left him there (laughs) with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia you may be seated in the house of God I came to tell you something and I want you to say it out loud and repeat it after me my miracle has a date Say, my miracle has a date. Now, we just read in the book of Genesis, the Bible says that God waited for Abraham to have almost a 100 years old, uh, almost has lost his strength to give birth to his promise. Now, Sarah was old. Wait, God waited to give her her promise till she was old. I want you to hear me. In Genesis chapter 15, shout chapter 15. We find that God shows up to give Abraham the promise. God promises in Genesis chapter 15, God promises Abraham the nation. And then in Genesis chapter 17, shout 17. He comes to Abraham to remind him about the promise. And he says to him, remember what I promised you in chapter 15. Well, now I'm coming to remind you of what I promised you. Because I want you to know, Abraham, that I have not forgotten. (laughs) The mirror may say one thing, but I have not forgotten. You may look like you don't qualify, but I have not forgotten. You You may have lost some strength, but I have not forgotten. You look old in your own eyes, but I have not forgotten. And he said, and I come to tell you in chapter 17 that I will do what I told you in chapter 15. 
And then in chapter 18, shout chapter 18. It looks like it's from one date to the next, but it's not. Years have passed. And in chapter 18, God puts a date on it. So in chapter 15, uh, God gives them the promise. In chapter 17, he reminds them of the promise. But in chapter 18, uh, he puts a date on it. Say, my miracle has a date. He puts a date on it and a day of completion. And God says to Abraham, a year from now, a year from now, you are going to have your miracle. He said, in this time next year, you will have your miracle. So in 15, he's reminding them. In chapter 17, uh, he reminds them. In chapter 15, he gives them the promise. Chapter 18, uh, he puts a date for the completion of the miracle. In chapter 18, uh, he actually gives them a date. He said, in nine months, Sarah's about to give birth. In nine months, uh, what was broken, (laughs) what was sterile, in nine months, you're about to give birth to it. You're about to embrace what I promised you in chapter 15. You're about to hug the promise that I told you I would give you. I know that it looks like it would never come. But that delay is about to break. (laughs) Because whatever I promised you, surely it's coming to pass. By this time next year. By this time next year. Because your miracle has a date. Your miracle has been determined by God. Food, when you buy food at the grocery store, it has an expiration date. When a woman is about to give birth, she's pregnant, there's a due date. And our God has put a date on your miracle. Your God has put a date on when your breakthrough's coming. And Daniel now hear, hear the story of Daniel. Watch this. Daniel, we just read, and I'm going to make parallel these, I'm going to take three stories so that you can see how the enemy operates to stop our miracle. Daniel, shout Daniel. Daniel finds himself with a prophecy that Jeremiah had had. Jeremiah had had a prophetic word from God. We just read the book of Daniel. Jeremiah had a word from God. And when Daniel realizes that God had promised Jeremiah something, he realizes that the prophecy has not taken place. He realizes, wait a minute, there's a delay on God's promise and what he said he would do through the prophet Jeremiah. Daniel perceives that there is a delay. He said, according to this date, This word should have already been fulfilled. But the word that God gave Jeremiah, Daniel says, has not been fulfilled. So the prophecy we find in the book of Daniel has been delayed. And Daniel begins to search. Daniel begins to seek. Daniel begins to look for God. And Daniel begins to ask, God, uh, what do I have to do to bring that prophecy to pass? God, why has this prophetic word not come to fulfillment? And I know I'm coming to speak from the mouth of God to people that have words that God has spoken over them. To things and promises that perhaps God spoke to you, but they almost seem like they're on delay. Because you have not seen the change. 
because you still have not seen the growth because you still have not seen the healing because you still have not seen the restitution because you still have not seen the restoration because you have not seen the restitution of that which has been lost and perhaps you should have already received it but for whatever reason you have not received the fulfillment of the salvation of your family the salvation of your children years pass months pass and there are so many people that are on delay and the bible says that daniel recognizes that something's up daniel recognizes wait a minute this should have already come to pass so you know what he does he begins to seek god he begins to Say, God, uh, you gave uh, Jeremiah a prophetic word. Why has it not come to pass? I love Daniel because Daniel does not conform. Uh, Daniel does not say, oh, well, you know, whatever will be, will be. No, he does not accept the fact that something has not been fulfilled yet. I know I am talking to people that say, wait a minute. There are promises that have been delayed. I need to find out why that has not come to pass yet. And the Bible says that Daniel does not conform. Daniel says, no, I need to ask God why this prophetic word has not come to pass. You know that there are prophecies, there are blessings, there are promises of God that linger in the air. Until you and I take responsibility and do something about it. And Daniel enters into what we call fasting. He begins to pray. He begins to weep. He begins to repent before God. And he begins to humble himself. And he begins to seek God with all of his heart for three weeks. 21 days. And while he is fasting, watch this. An angel appears. And while he's praying, the heavens opened. And the Bible says that the angel Gabriel showed up. Shout Gabriel. Gabriel tells them, don't fear, Daniel, because the first day that you prayed, you were heard. The first day that you prayed, you were heard. The Bible says of the angel Gabriel, shout Gabriel. He's not just any angel, he's a messenger angel. Because when Gabriel shows up to a scene, he showed up to Zechariah. He showed up to Mary. Because whenever Gabriel shows up... He's there to announce the end of an old season and the beginning of a new season. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I came to prophesy to somebody that the old season is about to end and that God is about to bring a new season over your lives. Shout new season. Shout new season. He says to Daniel, I've been sent by God. I've been sent by God to say what's about to happen, Daniel. To say things for Israel, things are about to change. Ah, I feel it, Alabama. I feel it. I feel it. Things are about to shift uh, in your ministry. Things are about to shift uh, in your church. And God tells uh, Daniel, he says, uh, through the angel Gabriel, Daniel, the prophetic word I gave Jeremiah, it's about to be fulfilled. <laughs> And he says in chapter 10, he says, the first time you prayed, from the first day you sought God, I was sent. Hmm. But the principalities opposed me. The prince of Persia 
oppose me. There was war in the heavenly realm. And they wouldn't allow me to come to you. There was a battle for me to even get here. Michael has to step in, sent by God, has to be sent so that the warring angel Michael can now do war. The fighting angel can do war in the heavenly realms. And Gabriel says, God had to send Michael. And while I'm talking to you, Daniel, Michael is fighting on our behalf. And Daniel, who's about 80 years old, who's fasting for the destiny of Israel. Daniel, who's uh, about 80 years old, uh, is seeking God, fasting, praying, seeking God. And an angel showed up. Daniel doesn't feel anything while he's praying, but something's happening. Daniel doesn't see anything, but something's happening. See, many times the enemy would love to say to you that nothing's happening. But I don't know who I'm coming for. But the Lord says, in the name of Jesus, it's time to lift up your prayers. It's time to intensify your prayers. The season of intensifying the prayer is now. Daniel doesn't see anything, but something's happening in the realm of the spirit. Because just because you can't see it, does not conclude that God doesn't do something. Just because you cannot see it doesn't mean that it's not impactful enough that heaven is working on your behalf. Just because you can't see it, you cannot conclude that heaven is not open for your behalf. Your prayer is powerful. Shout, my prayer is powerful. Because when God hears something, the, the promise is secure. And Daniel doesn't feel anything for about 21 days. There's a war. Shout, there's a war. And the Bible says that the principality of Persia is fighting. And Daniel is praying. Picture this. Daniel is praying. Break in God. Break in God. Answer the prophetic word. Answer the promise of God. And Gabriel the angel can't get a breakthrough. Gabriel the angel, an angelic being, cannot get a breakthrough. So he sends God, sends Michael to go help him, to break him through. And finally, Gabriel breaks through to give the message to Daniel. And he says, and while you're praying, Daniel, he said, there is war in the heavenlies. But he says, your words were heard from the first day that you prayed. But how many people, hear me, beloved, because this is for you, have become so discouraged with their prayers? Because you think that God's not answering. Because you can't see anything. But just the, the mere fact that you have not seen anything does not conclude that God is not moving on your behalf. Uh, it's time to break delay. It's time to break delay. Listen to me. God wants to break the silence. Because it's a time of response of heaven. And God is breaking the silence in Daniel's life. And God wants to break the silence in your life. What did Daniel do to get the attention of God? What did Daniel do to cause heaven to respond? What did Daniel do to get the attention of heaven? Because we want you and I to get the attention of heaven. You and I want to pray and get the attention of God. And the angel tells Daniel, from the first day you pray, he said, your words were heard. Watch this. It's 
The point here is this. It's not if you pray, but does God listen? Because anybody can pray, but is God listening? Daniel, what did you do that caused your prayer to get the attention of heaven? From the moment you opened your mouth, something happened in the realm of the spirit. And the point here is not, am I praying? The point here is, am I getting the attention of God so that he can speak to me? So that he can tell me the instructions that I need to take. Because God is an instructional God. God is a God that guides. Some people have prayed and prayed and nothing has happened. But I came to break the silence today. See, the days of Daniel, I believe, have come to the earth. Where God is going to visit us with answers. Give us answers as to why something has not moved as to why something has not grown in our lives. Why can't I advance? Why have I been in the same situation year after year? Why have I been a stagnant Christian? Why have I been stuck? Why have I been immature? Why have I not pressed forward? What is happening in my life? Because there's a lot of believers that are stuck and they're stagnant. And that silence has to break. That silence has to break. Where you know what God wants you to do. So that you get the attention of heaven. So that you can get your breakthrough. So that you and your house can serve the Lord. Ah, Somebody shout amen. amen. Something that hasn't been fulfilled in your life. Years begin to pass. Months begin to pass. And God hasn't maybe answered it yet. And we ask this question, when am I going to see it? When am I going to see that, that promise in my life? When am I going to see the healing manifest over my body? When is this going to occur? Did God speak and then not move? No, because Numbers 23, 19 says that God does not speak and then not act. <laughs> because when God speaks, he acts. When God says something, he does it. God is not a man that he should lie. When God says he's going to do something, God does it. So the question here is, why hasn't Daniel gotten a response? Daniel needs to get up and arise and seek God so that he can break the silence as to that delay. And the enemy, hear me, wants you to cross your arms and wait. And we're crossing our arms waiting for something when in reality there is a responsibility that you and I have to do. You know what time it is? It is time to break the delays in our lives. I know what I'm telling you. It's time to break the delays in our lives. Tell me, God, what do I need to do? What is God saying? What, what do I need to align? What do I need to change? Is there pride in my heart? And perhaps the pride has not allowed me to receive the, the breakthrough. Because the Bible says that God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Is there pride in my heart? Have I become cold in God? And perhaps that's why I am delaying my own promise. Is it, is it something in my life that I have not done or need to do? Because years pass, months begin to pass, and there's loss, and there's delays. 
But God is saying to you today, Decatur, God has a response. God has instructions for you. Let me tell you something. We have a God that speaks. Uh -huh. He speaks. He's a God that moves and he speaks. And God is interested in bringing solution at, to your home, to your life, to your family, to your ministry, to your church. God does not want to see you frustrated. But how many people are frustrated because they have not had the fulfillment of something that God has promised? I pray that the Holy Spirit today reminds you of prophetic words that were given to you years back. I pray that at the sound of my voice, you will begin to remember the promises of God. I pray that anything that perhaps became faded and every prophecy that began to linger in the air for whatever reason. I pray today that the Holy Spirit reminds you of the promises of God. Shout amen. And the Bible says that Daniel said, Daniel, you are highly respected you are loved in heaven that's what the angel said he said on the first day that you humbled yourself your heart was humble he said your words were heard you humbled yourself in the presence of God you had expectation you were determined to see um, a, a solution from heaven so where where was the delay and we find it are you ready in Exodus chapter 12, verse 40. In Exodus chapter 12, write it down because I don't have time to give you all of the scriptures and read them here. But in Exodus chapter 12, read it at home, verse 40, watch this. The Bible speaks to Moses. And the Bible says, it says this, and I'll read it to you. Now the length of time the Israelites lived in Egypt was 400 and 30 years. Watch this. How many years? 400 and what? 30 years. Exodus 12 tells me that God says to Moses, the length of time that the Israelites have lived in Egypt was how long? 430 years. But in Genesis chapter 15, verse 13, write it down. You can go home and read it. But in Genesis chapter 15, verse 13, the promise that God gave was not 430 years. If you read Genesis chapter 15, verse 13, it says that God gave them a specific date. And God said to them, they will be in captivity for only 400 years. But in Exodus, says that they were in Egypt for 430 years. Shout 30 years. So God promised that he would prosper them. God promised that he would prosper Israel and that he, they would come out of a captivity, that they would be blessed and they would come out in Genesis chapter 15 after 400 years. But in Exodus chapter 12, the nation doesn't come out till 430 years. The question is, why didn't the promise come to pass? Why didn't it come to pass at 400 like God had promised? Who delayed it? Why 30 more years? Why did something delay 30 more years? Who failed? 30 more years of captivity. 30 more years of the promise not coming to pass. 30 more years of no miracle. Did Abraham hear wrong? Did God speak and not act? No, because that's not our God. God said 400 years that they would be blessed. Where did this delay come from? Why is this nation for 30 more years in captivity? Why did they extend this delay another 30 years? 
Why did they extend for 30 more years of bondage? 30 more years extended of slavery. God is a perfect God. The God that we serve does not fail. When God says something, he promises it and he fulfills it. Because God does not lie. Why 30 more years? If God never fails, shout God never fails. Because when God says something, there shouldn't be a delay. But we see why. When God shows up to Moses in the burning bush. And Moses has an encounter with God in the burning bush. And he says this, God says this to Moses. Remember the encounter Moses has in the burning bush? The Bible says that God says to Moses, I have seen the captivity of my people. I have seen the captivity of my people. Why does it look like God came late? Why does it look like years pass and 30 more years? It should have been at 400 years. But where were 430 years. And they're still fighting. And they're still contending. And they're still pushing. And they're still trying to get out of slavery. Why 30 more years? See, this is where Satan takes advantage. When you are delayed another five years. Another year of the same battle. Another year and you still have not seen the fulfillment of what God said. Satan takes advantage of those moments. And you know what whispers you begin to hear? Perhaps you heard wrong. Perhaps God can't do it because you have failed too much. Perhaps God is not going to do it because he did it for somebody else but he cannot do it for you. Perhaps you didn't hear right. And you know what happens, beloved? We begin to conform. We begin to conform with what hasn't happened yet. We don't see the fulfillment of our family. We begin to conform. We don't see the fulfillment of the promise of God. And we begin to conform. And we say, perhaps uh, this is all there is to my life. But I came to break a lie today. I came to break a lie today. I came to tell you from the first day that you prayed, uh, your prayer was heard. See, the problem was not God. If there's a delay, the problem is not God. Hear me. Every time there's a delay in your life, you are living below what was promised. I'm going to say it again. Every time that you are in delay, you are in living below what was promised. And I came to bring a holy anger to you so that you can rise in the name of Jesus. And you can say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There are promises. There are promises from God. He promised it to me. And I need to find out why the delay. Shout no more delay. Some people want another prophetic word. You know what you need? You don't need another prophetic word. You know what you need? You need the ten that you already received to be fulfilled. No, if you're going to give it to him, give it to him with everything that you have. So in the burning bush, we find there, he says, God says this. Now this is interesting to me. Because he says, I have seen the affliction of my people. Really God. For 400 years, you have seen the affliction of the people. And why are you telling Moses now? God, you've seen the affliction of your people. You saw the slavery of your people. You've seen uh, how Pharaoh has treated the people. You've seen it. So why did you do something about it? You've seen it for 400 years. Why today? Mm. And we find the answer there. He says, quote, I have heard the cry of my people. Watch this. He said, I've seen their affliction. 
but I heard their cry. The cry was the key. Because while people do nothing, your prophecy is lingering. <laughs> nothing happens until they begin to cry out to God. The minute they begin to cry out to God, then God descended. Ha. The failure was that they did not cry out to God for 400 years. No one cried out. There was nobody that said, wait a minute, we were born for more. Wait a minute, I was not born to be in this captivity. Wait a minute, I'm a daughter of God. Wait a minute, I'm a son of God. Wait a minute, God has some promises for my life. Wait a minute, I've got to cry out to God. For 400 years, nobody cried out. So their lack of cry reminded God what he had promised. I heard your cry. I came because of your cry. I'm manifesting because of your cry. I'm bringing a burning bush because of your cry. My God. No wonder Jeremiah 3.33 says, cry out to me and I will answer. See, if you do nothing, the prophecy lingers. Bartimaeus is around a bunch of people, but he cried out, son of David, have mercy on me. <laughs> He's blind, but he sees better than everybody that can see. Because you know what he did? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, yes, Holy Spirit. Ah, haraba. He, oh, shit. Look, the cry was not just a cry sobbing about a problem. The cry that Bartimaeus cried was full of revelation of who his God is. Huh? Son of David, have mercy on me. It wasn't just a little cry because we can become idolatrous about our situation. And we cry to God about our problems rather than crying to God from a place, from a filter of revelation. Knowing that he is almighty. Knowing that he's the God that can. Knowing the God that will. Knowing the God that can move it. Knowing the God of breakthrough. Knowing the God of Belperazim. That he's almighty. That he's the great I am. That he is everything that I need. He's my doctor. He's my healer. He's my direct. Oh, he's my deliverer. He's everything that I need. That cry was full of vision. Bartimaeus is blind, but his cry is full of vision. And he can see what others can see. You know why there are prophetic things that are lingering? Because our cry is not full of faith. Our cry is not full of vision. Our cry has lacked that faith. Because that's what activates the promises of God. It says the day they cried out to God, God descended. 30 years of delay. Daniel saw the delay that Jeremiah had prophesied about. And while he cries out, this is Daniel now. And while he cries out, he prays and he fasts. Then Gabriel descends. <laughs> When Daniel reads the prophetic word, nothing happens. When Daniel realizes, wait a minute, Jeremiah promised some things here that have not come to pass. Nothing happens. <laughs> the acknowledgement of a prophetic word that hasn't come to pass does not bring his breakthrough. It was his cry. It was his seeking God and saying, God, what do I need to do? And the Bible says that he humbled himself 
And he began to pray. If my people who are called by my name shall what? Before you pray, you got to what? Humble yourself. Prideful people do not pray. Because prideful people, hear me. I say this with all respect. Prideful people don't pray. Why? Because they're self-sufficient. But people that are humble say, God, I need you. God, I need you. God, I can't do anything without you. God, I got to have you every day. See, we decide, shall I decide if the promise is going to be fulfilled. You know how many promises are not fulfilled? We live and we die without promises being fulfilled. So much prophetic word, but no fulfillment. Mm. Delay after delay. Why, God? Why is there delay? Is there delay because perhaps I have not gotten close to you? Perhaps I have allowed the pandemic to draw my passion out of me. Perhaps I lack love for God. Why delay, God? Why have I not received it, God? Perhaps it's your lack of passion for God. I don't know. Perhaps it's your lack of love for the church. I don't know. Perhaps you have become so familiar with the word of God that you no longer honor the word of God. Perhaps it's that you come in and you no longer honor the house of God. You no longer want to go to the house of God. David said it best, I will go to the house of God. I love being in the house of God. Maybe it's your lack of love. Maybe it's your lack of passion. Maybe, maybe a sleepy giant put you to sleep spiritually. Hmm. Why the delay? For Daniel, we see that there was a what? Prince? Principality. Prince of Persia. That came to what? A pose. That says, I'm going to make war. And Gabriel says, I'm here. Only because Michael. Can you picture that? I'm in here. Daniel, the first day he prays. Boom. The heavens open. And now Gabriel set to give him the message. This should be a shift. There's a new season coming, Daniel. That promise is about to be fulfilled. Picture this. So here, Gabriel's trying to break through. And he's trying to get to heaven. But he can't give the message to Daniel. And God has to send Michael to push him through. (laughs) He said, I'll stay here in warfare while you give Daniel the message. Ah, Oh my God. And Daniel, while he's praying... He's, while he's praying, there's a war going on. Mm. You know what? I feel there's a war going on in the spirit realm this weekend. Ah, because something's about to break. There's a war going on in the spirit realm. Ah. See, there are things in God that we have to contend for. There are things in God that we're going to have to fight for. There are things in God that are not going to come just because somebody laid hands on you and gave you a prophetic word. No, no. There are some things that will require a warrior to stand up. That will require the warrior inside of you to say, wait a minute, I'm settling for a less. Wait a minute, I'm living below this promise. Wait a minute, I'm going to rise in the name of Jesus and I'm going to take a hold of what's mine. Jesus said it best. He said, it is finished. It's done. And then he says, it's yours. Now make it yours. 
Some people haven't owned what belongs to them. Some people have let it go. Some people are letting go of the promise. Don't you let go of the promise. Don't you let go of the promise. Don't you let it go. You hold on to it. You prophesy it. You declare it. You go before God and say, God, how do I bring fulfillment to this promise? Amen. See, there are things in God we do have to fight for. And the angel says, Daniel, there's still a war going on while we're talking. But from the first day that you prayed, it was already heard. There's war in the heavenlies. See, the enemy knows how to observe us. The enemy is really good at observing us. Because the moment you rise in the name of Jesus and say, wait a minute, there's more to me. Wait a minute, I'm going to see God more. Wait a minute, why am I in this situation? Why am I still stuck? Why am I still bound? Why are my kids still bound? Wait a minute, why am I still down and out? Why am I still arrogant? Why do I struggle going to church? Wait a minute, why do I struggle even in my passion for God? Why do I struggle with my prayer? Why? That's where the enemy says, oh, let me stop them. Because I don't want the answer to come to pass. So he will study us and he will bring things, concoction things, stir things to get you to stop. Mm. He's great at making you stop. And he's saying, let's make war so that they can stop. Let's, let's, let's stir up, let's stir up some little member division right here. So that the expansion of the church does not. Let's stir up a little, a little rebellion over here. Let's stir up a lack of submission over here. <laughs> Why? So that they don't advance. So that we're busy trying to put out fires rather than advancing the kingdom of God. My God, I don't know who I'm talking to. Oh, let, let's just stir something up. Why? Because if, if that's stirred up, we'll stop them. We'll tire them. We'll get them weary. Ah. I came to get, oh, oh, yeah, there's weariness in the realm of the spirit, but I call you to rise. I speak to your spirit. I speak to your spirit, man. I call you to rise in the name of Jesus. You may say, but you don't know what I've been through. Maybe not. We've all been through hell and high water, but I do know a God, a God that's not done, a God that will finish what he started, a God that says the good work that I began in you. I will complete it until the very end. I know a God. He's called the Alpha. He is the Omega. He is the first. And he is the last. He is the great I am. Amen. Shut, I'm coming out of this. Shut, I'm coming out of this. Can I help you with something? The only prayer that God and the enemy will take serious in your life is the one you persist. The one, listen, the only prayer that God's going to take serious. Is the one you persist. The one that you say, I'm not letting this go. I'm not going to let go. The one that's going to let go is you, devil. Are you hearing what I'm saying? A prayer that persists. The Bible says that Satan gathered the prince of Persia. In the middle, right there in the middle, between earth and heaven, there's a war going on. You know what I feel in my spirit? There's a war going on in the spirit realm to try to stop the advancement of the kingdom of God, huh? 
There's a war going on in the spirit to try to stop the promises of God. But until the people pray and until the people cry out, until the people persist, then it will come to full completion. 21 days for Daniel. Israel, 30 days. Shout 30 days. My question to you is how many days have you been delayed? Mm. How many days have you been opposed? How many days has it been? Maybe it's warfare for you and you need a warfare for it. You need to contend for it. Your prayers need to intensify. Ah. There has to be a power of unity. You know there's power in unity? No, let me help you church. You know what I feel to tell you? There's power in unity. So every time the Lord is trying to unify something to bring a greater force, there's always somebody with a spirit of division. Because division will lag everything behind. Because what division will do will try to stop the movement of God. Mm-hmm. But tell your neighbor, neighbor, we're not divided. Neighbor, we're not rebellious. Not here, not in this church. We're one church, one body, one mind, one march. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because pastor will say something and will say, okay, this is how we're going to march. Because God's given him the vision. Amen? And, 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 and then somebody will say, well, I don't think they should do it like that. You know? And he's going left, right, left. And somebody's going right, left, right. No. Say unity. Shout unity. Shout unity. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, it's not going to be you. And it's not going to be me that will stop the advancement of the kingdom of God. Ah, give Jesus a big praise right there. Ah. You know what's sad is that when we have churches that are on delay, because that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to delay the church because there are thousands of lives that haven't come to the feet of Jesus. He'll delay the church. How? By no glory and it's dry. But today God's coming to pull out delay. (laughs) He's coming to accelerate everything. Shout acceleration. I don't know. You have to ask God, God, why am I on delay? Why is something delayed in my life? For some, it'll be crying out. For some, it will be, you have to fight it and contend it. For some of you, you need to love your church again. Yes, Holy Spirit. For some of you, you will have to break a fence. It's quiet. For some of you, you will have to break a fence because there's a fence hidden in your heart. For some of you, it will be unforgiveness because you have unforgiveness towards your brother and your sister. For some of you, you will have to break that rebellion that is in you that is resisting the submission of authority. For some of you, it's going to have to be breaking the stubbornness. I am like this. I've always been like this and I will always be like this. No, you don't. Because that is not the God version you. Because Paul said, until Christ is formed in me. The whole purpose of salvation is to become like Jesus. Amen. Amen. So the devil delays Daniel. For Daniel, it was a lack of a cry. For Israel, what is yours? Is it disobedience? Is it that you've been lulled to sleep? Where you're no longer praying with intensity like you used to? Did you slow down? Did you decrease in your spiritual walk? Do you need to forgive? Do you need to let go of the past and you're still holding on to it? And you say, but you don't understand how hard it is. We all have a past that we have to let go of. And it's all hard for all of us. And there is no exception of people. You are God's favorite and he loves you. And he will heal you if you ask him. Maybe for some it might be to humble themselves. 
perhaps what, whatever the case may be, it's time to ask God, where is my delay? And it takes me to this last point. Because I look at the story, watch this. We always revert to Joseph in the story. Everybody knows the story of Joseph, preached about it several times, right? His father, Jacob, Jacob, his brothers, Joseph's brothers, they sell him. They want to kill him. Brother stops him, thrown into a cistern, sold to the Midianites, right? Sold him to the Egyptians. The Midianites sell him to the Egyptians, etc., etc. And Joseph was being processed all along. The brothers want to kill him. Do you remember that? They wanted to stop what God was trying to do in his life. And the Bible says that they take the robe that the brothers dipped in blood of, they slaughtered an animal and they take it to the dad, Jacob, shout Jacob. And they say, your son is dead. And they slaughter it. They dip it in the robe. And they say, look, your son, Joseph, is dead. And I'm going to read to you Genesis 37, 33. Look, when it comes to delay, look what happens. Genesis 37, 33. And the word of the Lord says, their father, Jacob, recognized it immediately. Yes, he said, it is my son's robe. Oh, look at what he says. A wild animal... Must have eaten him. Joseph has clearly been torn to pieces. Jacob says this. From the day and that moment on, the Bible says that Jacob tore his garments and wept for a long time. And look what it says in Genesis 37, 35. It says the following. Read it with me. 37, 35 in the book of Genesis. It says his family... All tried to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. I will go to, look what he says, Jacob. I'm going to go to my grave for my son. I'm going to go to my grave mourning for my son. He would say, and then he would weep. And they would try to counsel Jacob. And Jacob was crying about something. He was weeping and weeping for his son. Because Jacob accepted news regarding his son. And he never investigated if his son was dead or his son was alive. Jacob never consulted God. Jacob never consulted God about the news of his son. He accepted a false report. Many of you are accepting a false report. Ah. Many of you are accepting something, a diagnosis that was given to you. And look what Jacob said. He said, they torn him to pieces. And he made up a story that was false. Shout, it was false. And he never went to God and never consulted God. How can it be that Jacob, Jacob, the one that wrestles with an angel and says, I will not let you go until you bless me. How can it be, Jacob? A man of vision. A man that talks with God. A man that has dreams of angels ascending and descending with an open heaven. And now he begins to accept and believe bad news according to the life of his son. That was false evidence. How can you and I, hear me beloved, accept news serving a Jesus Serving a God. How can we accept something that has not been given to us? 
He never accepts. He never consults God. The man that wrestled with the angel. The one that says now. I'm, I'm not going to let you go. Is now living a life of mourning. He believes his son. And he believes a lie. He believes the end of a thing. He believes the death of a thing. Hear me. Never believe a report that speaks death to a dream or to a promise unless the Lord told you to bury it. Never believe a report that tells you the opposite when God has a purpose. And here's Jacob and he begins to believe a report when his son was alive. Ah, I came to speak prophetically to somebody. You thought that that promise was dead, but the promise is not dead. God is preparing it for such a time as this. You thought it was dead, but I came to tell this church it's not dead. There are prophetic words that are about to come to fulfillment, says God. The Bible says they take the tunic and they say to him, look, look at your son. Be careful who you lend an ear to. I said, be careful who you lend an ear to. I said, be careful who you lend an ear to. Be careful who you lend an ear to. Because that's false evidence. That's false evidence. If God did not tell me that so it shall be, I'm not burying anything. Until God tells me to bury it. Until God says it's dead. Until then, I'm going to believe for the fulfillment of the promise of God. Shout yes. Shout yes. So, he's believing something that is false. You know what we have to do? We have to detach our soul from everything that is speaking death. Detach your soul from everything that is speaking death to something that God's about to resurrect. You have to detach your soul from everything that is stopping your delay. Shout false evidence. Shout false evidence. Because false evidence will say, well, you haven't been healed. So I guess God's not going to heal you. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. But you haven't arrived and you've been like this for 10 years. But look at your family and look at your kids. They're only getting worse and not better. Hmm. Never believe a report <laughs> with false evidence. Shout false evidence. Because what the enemy will use is he will use false evidence to make you believe what God gave died. Hmm. All the while, God had him where? In Egypt. And he was processing him. He was pruning him. He was preparing him for the great salvation of the day of Egypt. Jacob, how can you easily believe a lie? Jacob, the one that saw angels, because it can happen to all of us. It can happen to anybody where you start to believe false evidence. He wept for Joseph when he was alive. How many things are we crying about? And God is preparing them. How many things have we wept about, lamented about, when God has been preparing them? How many things are we weeping about when God is pruning it? God is processing it. God is preparing it. And Jacob believes a lie. And from that day on, he begins to lament. He begins to be sad. He began to, he began to feel pain when the story could have been different in his life. How many years of that was it for the life of Jacob? Jacob, why did you now end up in an emotional bondage? Ah. 
Why are you bound emotionally when you could have consulted God? Living a lifestyle of sorrow. Living a lifestyle of sadness with false evidence. The prodigal son's father is different. Because the prodigal son's father, this father. (laughs) The prodigal son's father, he never saw him as dead. He never saw him as lost. Because with God, even if something does die, it's not loss, it's gain. And God, listen to me, in the prodigal son's father, he never saw his son as lost. He never saw something without remedy. He never saw something as dead or couldn't happen. Jacob is crying and he's weeping about loss. But the prodigal son's father always knew that his son was coming back. In the parable, the first one to go and greet the son is not the servants. It is not the brother. It is the father. And he was so expected, so expected that what was lost was once lost has now been found. He knew that one day it would be returned. And you know what God needs? God needs a people that are expectant. God needs a people that anything that you have lost, you need to get expectant again. That you will recover all. And the things that God does not want me to recover, I will bury it. But the things that are going to be recovered, it's time to recover. It's time to recover. I said it's time to recover. Don't ever lose your faith. And don't ever lose your hope. And don't ever lose your expectancy. And while Jacob wept, the prodigal's father said, One day my son is returning. One day my son is returning. I don't know the hour. I don't know the day. But one day my son will serve the Lord. I don't know when. But my son is coming home. I don't know the hour. But one day my son will return. He said. He tells. He know. I know. I know that he was so expectant. You know why? Because while his son was gone. He was telling his son. Hey son rejoice. (laughs) Because your brother is coming home one day. And what was lost is going to be found. (laughs) The father never sees it as loss. He always saw it as gain. Because God, no matter what you lose, God will see to it that it's gain. Never see what God is saying to you. It's not dead yet. And don't bury it. Don't bury it. There are things that are alive in your life that God is preparing. There are things in your life that God is going to recuperate. And you know how I know that this man is expectant? Because the Bible says, he said, go get the calf ready. That calf was not a little calf. That calf was a fattened calf. From the moment that that son leaves the house, he begins to fatten the calf. You know what time it is? It's time for you to fatten the calf. It's time for you to fatten the calf. It's time for you to feed your faith. It's time for you to feed your faith. It's time for you to feed your expectancy. It's time for you to feed what God has put in your hands. Begin to feed it. Because what was once lost will be found. Amen? Amen. 
people had to know how to feed their faith. That man kept feeding and feeding and feeding and feeding the calf. And the prodigal, look, hear me. Yes, Holy Spirit. The prodigal son spent all he had, but he didn't lose his inheritance. I don't know who I'm talking to, but there are people that have strayed from God. There are people that are prodigals even in the church. Ah, there are prodigals even in the church. You know how I know? Because you're, you just got a nasty attitude. You got a nasty attitude. And you know what time it is? It's time to fatten your calf. It's time to get free. It's time to say, wait a minute, I don't have to live like this. Because God is no respecter of persons. And what he does for my sister, he will do for me. And what he does for my brother, he will do for me. See, because it's time to be free. Church, it's time to be free. I know what I'm telling you. I speak prophetically. I speak prophetically. Every Now, you look at Jacob's life. How is it? Watch this. Jacob. In Bethel, Peniel, God always spoke to Jacob. Why didn't God tell Jacob, hey, Joseph's alive? Jacob always spoke with God. God always spoke with Jacob. Always. And why doesn't God tell Jacob, your son is alive? He once would, when he needed to hear from God, you know what he would do? He would sacrifice a calf and he would offer it unto God when he needed to hear the voice of God. He would go to Bethel or Beersheba and he would seek and consult God. Why, Jacob, did you not consult God? Why didn't you consult God? You consulted God about everything. You asked God to show you direction, what to do. When your brother was coming for the kill, you always consulted God. Why did you not consult God about your son Joseph? You know why? Because God only responds unless you cry out to him. And if you don't seek him, you won't find him. He began to accept a false evidence. It's easy to tell somebody else, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. But the Bible says, you seek. You knock. And the door will open unto you. You go seek and you will find. It's for you. Say, I do the seeking. But he began to, he began to believe a false report. And they The brothers deceived Jacob and he spends his whole life bitter about something that was really alive when God never told him anything. Jacob, hear me, never takes a calf and never asks God, where's my son? He accepted false evidence and that's the way he lived. And I came to tell you, it's another season to sacrifice. It's another season to sacrifice and seek God and his counsel. Look, he had access to the voice of God. He had access to know all things. Could it be, hear me, that the God that we serve who tore the veil and we have access to him directly, could it be that we are crying about something that isn't lost? Could it be that we have made ourselves miserable about something and gotten used to situations And conformed and settled to something that God is saying, I didn't call you to stay there. I called you to come out of that. 
I didn't call you to stay in that situation. The Bible says later in that story, almost done. Later, Joseph reveals himself to his brothers. Fast forward. And Joseph tells his brothers, go tell my dad that I'm alive. <laughs> the brother, who tells the dad? The brothers, shout the brothers. You go tell my dad. I could go, but you go tell my dad. I could go myself, but you go tell my dad. Hmm. Why does he send his brothers and he doesn't go himself? <laughs> you go tell him that I'm alive. You go tell him that I'm alive. Why? He said, you go. You guys go. Because now the ones that declared him dead. <laughs> I came to speak to somebody where the enemy... And the enemies have been declaring, you're going to sink, you're going to fail, you're not going to make it. Out of their lips, they're going to say, their God is real, their God is alive, their God is big. I want to serve their God. He said, I could go myself, but I'm going to send you guys. You go tell them, because you said I was dead, but now I am alive. Oh, I came to tell somebody, the devil thought you were dead, but you're alive. The devil thought that you were dead, but you're alive. Shout, I'm alive. See, Jacob was such a spiritual man, but he lost his compass for a moment. He could consult God, and when they come to tell him, hey, your son is alive, you know what he does? He takes a calf. Now he takes a calf. And then he, he says, God, look at, look at, look at, look at what Jacob does. He said, God, should I go see my son? Jacob, why didn't you take a calf and spare all that delay, misery for so many years? So now he's consulting God. Should I go see him? Do you know? But we do that, beloved. We live in a state of conformity instead of consulting God. Instead of seeking God. Instead of saying, God, wait, what do you say, God? Because I will believe the report of the Lord. Amen. And he, now, what do, what do, you, what do I do, God? He lost his compass. Tell your neighbor, it's time to get the compass back. It's time to get the compass back because God's about to do something. Ha. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, God's about to do something in my life. It's time to get the compass back. It's time to go offer up sacrifices unto God. Ha. Ah, the Bible says offer up your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing unto God. Hear me. Why didn't you, Jacob? And now he's consulting God. And you know what God tells him? God says, go, go. Go. And then Joseph reveals himself to his brothers. <laughs> and they said, oh, what was dead has been processed. Hmm. God is preparing things for Decatur is what I feel very strong. I want you to stand to your feet because I've got one minute with you and I believe the Holy Spirit's going to do it in a minute. <laughs> Can you stand to your feet? How many of you are saying, I'm on delay. Lift your hand up right here. If you say, I'm on delay, I'm on delay. 
There's some things and prophetic words and promises that have not come to pass. If that's you, raise your hand. Promises of God that you say, man, there, there's been a delay here. There's been a delay. I don't have time to bring you up here. But I want you to lift your hands up. And I believe uh, that God is going to begin to break something. Because I heard the Spirit of God say that he's going to begin to reveal some things to your heart. He's going to begin to reveal some things to your spirit. There are things that have been on delay. There are things that have been stuck. There are things that have been stagnant. There are things uh, that have not moved. Uh, you haven't grown. Uh, you haven't matured. Uh, you haven't come out of this place. Uh, listen to me. Do not delay your promise any longer. Because I saw Pastor Sawyers. Uh, I heard the voice of God when I was praying for you. And the Spirit of God says uh, that there are prophetic words. Uh, there are prophetic things that I told you even when you were young. Uh, that maybe perhaps it got hazy. But the Spirit of God says I'm reviving it again. I'm reminding you I'm coming like chapter 17. I'm coming like chapter 17. And behold says God for the next 10 years uh, you're about to see an acceleration like you have never seen before. What what appeared to be dead is not dead. What appeared to seem it seemed like there was no hope. But the spirit of God says I'm moving. I've been moving. But there was opposition in the heavenlies. There was opposition in the heavenlies. But the spirit of God says I come today and I come to move some things out of the way so that you can advance. God says man of God march. Man of God run. Oh yeah 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 yeah. God says run. It's time to run again. It's time to run again. Because surely the Lord will put a strength over you. The strength of a buffalo. Oh do not look to your left. Do not look to your right. Oh but God is bringing to clarity every word. Pastor Sawyers get ready. Because God's about to shift some things. Oh the spirit of Persia. Oh has opposed Daniel. And the spirit says there's been some things that have opposed you. And you say oh I take three steps forward and I feel like I'm going backwards but the spirit of God says it's time to run get ready because the rain is coming 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 get ready says God ah surely I will remind you I will remind you what I spoke of this area for surely I have spoken several churches to you it has not been just this area it has been other areas for I have put on you an apostolic mantle. I put it on you. I put it on you a long time ago. And you know must say, but the spirit of God says, uh, things are shifting in the heavenly realms. Uh, aha, 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 aha. Father, today, uh, Father, we break everything, God. Help me pray, church. Uh, your church is about to go to the next dimension. Your church is about to go. Oh my God, I know what I'm telling you. By this time next year, uh, you will already begin the preparation of the building uh, that look lost. Uh, by this time next year you will begin the preparation you will begin the talking again oh my god I feel that stirring in my spirit oh father oh because I feel expansion guys I feel expansion I feel expansion oh father I thank you God father we move everything in the heavenly realms father everything that is opposing everything that is in the way today father we break it we break it we break it we move it God out of the way every curse is broken father in the name of Jesus and over your people God lift your hand up if you've been on delay I'm gonna pray for you I'm gonna pray for you I'm gonna pray for you father father in the name of Jesus father look at the hands you see it God oh I want you to let out a cry 
but a cry of revelation, a cry of vision, a cry that says, I know who my God is. I know who my God is. The devil tried to take my roar during the pandemic. Many things happened, but today's time to cry out again. I'm going to cry out. Sound an alarm, says the spirit of God. It's time to shout. It's time to cry out to a living God. It's time to say, God, I don't want to be delayed. I don't want to be delayed another day. I'm ready to go to my next. I'm ready to promises of God to be manifested. There's a cry. 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 There's a cry that says, God, I believe you. There's a cry that says, God, now is my time. There's a cry. Oh, let that cry come out. Let that cry come out. Let the 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 cry come out. Oh, a cry of vision. A cry of faith. A cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, 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 go. Oh, oh, yeah. Something's breaking in the atmosphere. Something's breaking in the atmosphere. The devil holds you captive. But today's the day of breakthrough. Today's the day of release. Oh, Father, I pray for my sisters. I pray for my brothers. I pray, Father. Father, you're hearing the cry. You're hearing the cry. Cry unto God. Oh, cry unto God. With a mighty shout of triumph. Cry unto God. Say, Father, I'm tired of delay. I refuse to be on delay. I want to know where the delay is, God. I'm seeking you, God. I offer my body today, God. I want to know, God. Show me, God. Break every famine, God. Break the drought, God. Bring the Intensify your prayer. I feel that Pastor Sawyer. Intensify the prayer. Intensify the prayer. There's a shout coming. There's a shout coming. Intensify the prayers. Oh, Father, everything that's been held back. Everything that the enemy took. Oh, this year. They will begin to see breakthrough. After breakthrough. After breakthrough. Jesus, 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 we say again, Jesus, Jesus, we need you, Jesus. Oh, Father, you're revealing to your kids. Father, what's delaying them, God? Reveal it to them, God. Show it to them, God. Oh, Father, by the blood of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, maybe you strayed from God. Today's the day of salvation. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Today's the day of salvation. Oh, everybody say, Jesus, I'm so sorry. Forgive me if I have lived below what I was called today, God. You're breaking something in the spirit realm. I take every promise in the name of Jesus. 
and I hold on to it. But I also will offer up a sacrifice of worship, of praise. I will pray. I will seek a God and ask him why the delay. Reveal it to me, God. I want to know, God, what do I need to align? What do I need to position, God? Father, I thank you. Can you give him a big praise this morning? Oh, Father, we love you. We love you. We love you, God. We love you. We love you. I pray fire back in the people's hearts, God, that have strayed from you. That today they come back to you. Say this prayer with me, Jesus. Come inside of my heart and maybe you stray from God. Jesus, come inside of my heart. Tell him, I'm sorry I strayed from you. I've allowed problems to separate me from you. But today I come back to you. And I ask you to come inside of my heart. To live inside of me. To forgive me. Lord, write my name in the book of life. I thank you. Father, I will serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Give him one last praise. Jesus. Amen. 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 Lift your hands up, Rohai. Hababa sheteke. Roba bandekendorotuko sesedeteke. I feel a breakthrough. Very strong. Something shifted. And don't go by what you see. Don't go by what you feel. Go by what God says. Some of you will have to go before God and consult God again. Because some of you here, this is what I feel. Some of you don't hear the voice of God. You can't discern the voices. You don't know if it's you, if it's the enemy, or if it's God. And God is need a, right now, God is saying, clear, clear the smoke, clear the confusion, clear everything in your mind that keeps it foggy. All the voices, shut them down and get before God again. And seek God so that he can, he can speak to you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, God. Ah, amen and amen. I love you, Decatur. Praying for you. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.